one and all to the best podcast coming out of West Virginia. Our one and only Eagle Auto Parts on the go. This is DJ Harrington, your host. We're going to interview Sean Harvey. And now Sean has been there a long time, but let's just make sure we got the right guy on the line. Sean, are you there? I am here. My friend, how are you? I am doing great yourself. Very good. For an old guy, Sean, I'm doing good. Now, <laughs> the last time I was up there at Eagle Auto Parts, I, you were the outside salesperson. I was. Uh, I know your dad, Mike. And Mike's been there how long? Your dad? Um, 15 years now, I believe. Yeah. And then how long you've been there? You, you've been there. I have, I've just crossed my two year mark here. Two year mark. I got you. Yes, sir. So, and outside sales, what did you do then? What was that job description? Uh, basically, I went out, um, I went to see our existing customer base. I went out and, and found new customers. Um, I, it wasn't nothing beside myself to even talk to people at a, at a random store about our company. Um, anything that I could do to promote the company and to, um, to basically let everybody know that we will do anything to get the right part in your hand. It, it doesn't matter who you are or what you're doing. We will work with you. Yeah, and you did a good job that position, and that's the reason. I, well, I tried. Well, <laughs> you did. You did. And a lot of times, you know, I try to tell the customers that listen to the podcast how often we go out of our way to bring a part. So I want to ask you, on the way home ever, did you bring a part out to somebody or the first thing in the morning where you're dropping something off? Oh, all the time. Oh. All the time. That's uh, And I still do to this day. It's... um it's nothing beside us for a company to call and say, you know, I really need this thing to complete the job first thing in the morning. And I'm at their doorstep at six o'clock the next morning, making sure they have it even before their doors are open. Um, it's just sitting there waiting on them for whenever they show up. That's very common. Boy, oh boy. Our listeners like, they want to be familiar with you guys. Um, tell us a little bit about your family life, married children. What's the story? Yep, I've uh, been married uh, 10 years, have two daughters, six and five, uh, no, I'm sorry, 11 and six. Um, I I love my personal life. Um, we we do anything and everything we possibly can together. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been born and raised into this business. It's just something that I've done since I was uh, old enough to walk. I think I was running my first loader at about nine years old. Now, that's um, a story we want to hear. Tell us a little yeah. bit about you growing up in the industry. Oh, man, it was, we had a family-owned salvage yard um, that, again, I was born and raised into, and that's basically where I've learned what I know now. Of course, this this business has came a long way in that amount of time. Right. But, um, yeah, the, any day after school, I was there. I was working there until about 8 o'clock at night, well, from 3 after I got out of school to about 8 o'clock at night. Um, Monday to Saturday, and that was my life. And ironically, it still is. Wow. Was it your dad that owned it? Tell me a little bit about that. It was actually my great-grandfather's company. Um, yes. He started it in the 30s, and then it was handed down to my uh, great-uncle, my, my father's uncle. Right. And then my father took over and of course it just it stayed in the family the whole time it was nothing but family members that worked there and 
it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But I'm I'm super glad to be in a, in a place where I am now on this scale. Um, it is really again things have changed so much since whenever we first started doing this. Yeah, the industry has changed. Yeah, big you know, time. Yeah, from taking notes on paper and hoping that it's at in the yard somewhere. Let me go try to find it to inventory and everything else on computers today and so right. forth. It makes a big, big difference. Right. In When you were a little, little kid, like my family's in construction, and when right. I was, I'm going to say 11, 12 years old, it, I, I was raised in Jersey and I was allowed to do uh, weekends. I'm, at 14, I could become a caddy, you know, at, you know, at golf courses and, and carry golf clubs. But my family had me working on weekends, cleaning right. up trucks and everything else for their construction business. So when you were little, what were some of the job assignments your family gave you to do? Um, a lot of it was, uh, <laughs> again, ironically, what I'm doing now. Uh, I did a lot of inventory at a young age, um, which got me very familiar with each and every part and piece of a vehicle. Um through a lot of help at that age, obviously, but I, I picked it up very quickly. Um, and then, of course, then we were doing everything off of uh, books. You know, everything had to be book-driven, and all the interchange for stuff was all handwritten somewhere that you had to research and had to make a lot of mental notes for what you see more often. And, and you, you basically had to inventory stuff off of knowledge more than you did from something somebody else was telling you. Um, but yeah, basically that's what I did the most. Um, and then I went, I, I have dismantled, I have bought, I have sold. I, I mean, it, it pretty much any aspect, even at that young age, I was still growing through everything. Uh, I can't really tell you one single thing I did because it seemed like I did them all. Yeah. But you started at a young age also. So that makes a big difference. Yeah. Yes. Uh, growing up and it helps tremendously. And you saw how your family members, your dad and your uncles and so forth, all worked hard to do yeah, what they could yeah. for a customer. Well, right. let's, let's um, do this. Let's take a real fast break. And when we come back, listeners, I want to ask Mike all about the inventory management they're doing, doing now. I know you do inventory, you do shipping, and you also do dismantling. But when we come yes, back sir. from our break, let's talk about inventory management. We'll be right back. Okay. Eagle Auto Part is located in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. The Eagle team is becoming the most recognized name in the recycling industry, serving not only West Virginia, but also Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Virginia. Eagle Auto Part inventory is computerized, racked, and ready for immediate pickup. Arch is our fast delivery service. With a very active presence on eBay, we have several distribution shipments daily. Eagle Auto Part processes all of our vehicles in the most professional manner, which ensures the quality of all of our parts sold. What can we do for you? Visit us on the web at eagleautopart.com or call 800-261-6664. That's 800-261-6664. Or send us an email at sales at eagleautopart.com. This is going to be a great fuel for thought for Eagle Auto Parts on the go, episode eight. Get ready, guys. It's from Mudcat Grant. He was a great baseball pitcher many, many years ago. 
and he's in the world class, you know, of winning 20 games a year, that type of guy. Here's how it goes. Life is just like a game of baseball. You play it every day. It isn't just the breaks you get, but the kind of game you play. So just stop and look your whole team over, and you'll find dedication there. You're bound to be a winner with men who really care. Your pitcher's name is Courage. You need him in this game. For faith and trust, your keystone men, the grounders they will tame. Your center fielder is very fast, though small and hard to see. So watch him, son, when he gets the ball. He's opportunity. In left field, there's ambition. Never let him shirk. For in right field, there's a husky man. I'm told his name is work. At first base, there's religion. He stood the test of time. At third base, there's a brotherhood, the stalwart of the nine. Your catcher's name is humor. He's important to the scheme. For with honor warming in the bullpen, the game is always clean. With love on the bench, your perfection no less, with a winning team and joy and happiness. The other team is strong, son. Greed, hatred, envy, and defeat are four strong infielders. You'll have to buck to make your game complete. Deceitfulness and a man called waste are always playing hard. Selfishness and jealousy, none can be disregard. Carelessness and falsehood are the big boys in the pen. You'll have to swing hard, son, when you come up to them. There's one more man you'll have to watch. He's always very near. He's the picture on that team. I'm told his name is Fear. This game will not be easy. There'll be trouble. There'll be strife. To make the winning runs, my boy, for it's this game is played on the field of life. So start behind your team, my boy. There'll be many who'll applaud. Just remember that you're the player and the umpire here is God. This was written by Mudcat Grant, and this was a good cause because with the beginning of the baseball season all over the United States, this is a good fuel for thought for episode number eight. And thanks a lot. If you ever need a copy or any of the things that we do for fuel of thought or things you may not have known, by all means, just contact Eagle Auto Parts and we'll get the copy right out to you. All right, folks, we're back again. We have Sean Harvey on the phone with us, who's the inventory manager, but he also oversees shipping and dismantling. But right now, I just want to ask him, tell us a little bit of what inventory management does at Eagle Auto Park. Yeah, um, basically, everything behind closed doors. Um, from the time a vehicle arrived here, it is. I have a team that inspects every part. We inspect the full car. We... Uh, we will start the vehicle. We will try to move it. We will make sure all the electronics work, try to get uh, AC working, heat working. Basically, I want to know what all works in that car before I put a value on it. 
um, once that part is over, then it becomes the the inventory portion of it as to what I want to keep off the vehicle, what is worth any type of value. Um, basically, you know what I what I want to take off and put on a shelf. Uh, it doesn't need clean. Doesn't need more inspection done. Though, do I need to run OEM numbers to figure out what all this thing fits more than what my interchange is telling me? Um, there is many steps to just the beginning stages of, of inventory. Um, my biggest thing is, is I anything that I inventory, I want to be, I got to think like the customer. I want to be happy with what I'm receiving. I do not inventory anything that I feel I wouldn't want the customer to to receive, uh, especially if Eagle Auto Parts name is attached to it. Right. Um, once it is put into inventory, then like I said, then we go through and we will dismantle the vehicle. After it is dismantled, the parts are then, again, thoroughly cleaned, bagged. We take photos of each and every part with OEM numbers and um, the location of where the part will be placed. And um, once it is placed on a shelf, it is then waiting for a purchase. And once it's purchased, we have a department of people that go and retrieve the part to go wherever it needs to go. I got you. Out of the inventory that you get, are you getting some of them across the scales there, or are you buying them from other locations? How does the we, how are you acquiring the inventory? We use any outlet we can. Um, we will, yes, I do. We do purchase, uh, scrap vehicles, um, that we will uh, part out per se. Uh, we buy from insurance auctions. We will buy from private individuals. We will buy from, um, tow lots, from, uh, mechanic shops, pretty much anywhere that the opportunity arises to find a, a valuable vehicle in, in part. Um, I, I can't really tell you any way that we don't buy vehicles. It's, it's pretty much any possible way that you can come up with. So, the, Sean, the listener that's listened to this podcast, podcast number eight, what I wanted to ask is the listener saying, well, you know, I have an abandoned car in my backyard that my kid left here, um, and I have the title to it. Who do I call? I mean, is that a prospect for you? Absolutely, yes. Um, you could call right in and talk to any of our sales staff um, at 304-263-6664, and they will be more than happy to arrange either a time for us to come look at it, uh, or we can arrange for us to come get it, and we, we would guarantee you a set amount of money for scrap for it. Um, but yes, absolutely, if there's ever a vehicle that is abandoned in your vehicle, or I'm sorry, in your driveway, or in your right. garage, or the project that took a wrong turn, Whatever it may be, we there is a value to us with that vehicle, and please give us the opportunity to buy it from you. Right. At one time, I was at a salvage yard, and the lady brought a car across the scales, and it, it barely ran. But inside the car, the steering wheel was one of the custom Chevrolet steering wheels, and right. her seats were custom seats. And the guy says, pull the car off to the side. And they paid the lady for the car. She left. And they made more money from the seats and the wheels and those kind of things to help offset the cost of buying the car. Right. Yes. And that, that is a pretty much on point with what, um, what I do here. Um, and a lot of these vehicles that, that are coming in are very 
common vehicles uh, that you see every day, day in and day out on the roads. And, and those are the ones that people need inexpensive quality used parts for their vehicles to keep them going. Right. So, yes, these vehicles that come in for scrap, um, they, there is a value in some of the smallest parts that most people wouldn't even think about. This is good stuff. Yeah, because a lot of times people sit back and say, okay. Now, out of the ones that come across the the scales up there, do, is there certain things you really look for? Yes. Um, my biggest thing is, is I can usually – I want vehicles that I could tell people cared for before we got them. Um, if it was a vehicle that somebody you could tell cared for, if it's got a, a fresh old change sticker in the window or something of that nature, I feel certain and comfortable reselling the part to my customers. Um, if it's a vehicle that it's obvious it's been sitting under a tree for the last 10 plus years, it's very due diligence as to what I uh, keep off the vehicles to resell. But it's more in the 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 way that the previous owner upkept the vehicle as to whether I decide to keep it. As far as if you're asking, is there a certain part that I'm looking for? No. Uh, I feel that all, any OEM used part has a value from any year of any make and model of a vehicle. Right. What are some of the most unusual things, if I could ask you, what are some of the most unusual things? Because on some of this, do you put anything on eBay? Yes, absolutely. Um, easily 70% of our inventory goes on eBay. Oh, wow. um, the, <laughs> to ask what the strangest thing is, I, I really, I don't know. I don't know what that answer would be. I gotcha. Uh, Chuck, the producer, I I hey, Chuck, the producer just asked me, uh, ask Sean, what OEM actually stands for. Cause some of the listeners may not know what OEM stands for. <laughs> it is original equipment per manufacturer, I got which you. is anything that, uh, the aftermarket or I'm sorry, not the aftermarket, the other, uh, manufacturers have made parts for specific vehicle companies, whether GM, Ford, Nissan, whatever it may be. And, and the, that is the upside to buying in the used, parts world is you're pretty much always going to get the original equipment to replace whatever is in your vehicle. Um, as we know, a lot of the aftermarket world isn't, isn't as good of quality as what the OEM is, which right. is what drives our company. All right. Now, Sean, this is a loaded question. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so get ready for the loaded question. All right, do it, do it. All right, I'm a listener, and I've been listening uh-huh. to you. At, you're the inventory management specialist. Uh-huh. If I'm looking for a car for my son or daughter, you know, for the, after the summer months, and I know they're going to be going to school. They're, they're a senior in high school right now. And uh-huh. do I come to see you and say, hey, Sean, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a reliable car that, that comes across here, something that would you keep an eye on? I'm looking for an automatic or I'm looking for a stick or I'm looking for a four door or I'm looking for like a a, a late model SUV. Are you the guy who's the person that I talk to somebody like you, because you really see everything. 
Um, yes, absolutely. I can, <laughs> I can literally pull out my cell phone right now and tell you I have a file of, of other people's phone numbers that, and I'm looking at it at the moment. I have 58, I have 58 contacts just from the first of the year. And that's exactly what they are. They are people that know what part or a vehicle that they're looking for is really a needle in a haystack. Nice. Um, and I get their personal information or their uh, phone number, their name, and exactly what they're looking for. And I I do my best to track this thing down from inside of here. Anything that I can, if I can find it come in within an hour, you're getting a phone call and I'm letting you know, hey, I've got it. Um, yes, if, if somebody was to come here and say, I'm looking for a, a cheap vehicle for my son or daughter or right. whatever else, I will absolutely find it. And not only will I find it, that car will be checked out by our service department before I even call you. Cause I, again, I would hate to put somebody else's children in a vehicle that I sold that ends up being disastrous, so to speak. Um, so I would go to the extent of checking the whole thing out and making sure it's exactly what I'm saying it is before I would even sell it. Sean, you are a good man. And our listeners have those type of questions. Believe me, they have those type of questions because they're sitting there saying, you know, I, I need a part here. I need a part there. And I know that the people at Eagle are such good people. I know, you know, you're going to brag about your dad, but there's tell one or two people that are really assets at Eagle for our listeners. The people that are assets. Is yeah, that yeah. Assets, people that are there. Um, absolutely everybody. Um, I don't want to sound cliche in that, but yep. it is absolutely everybody here plays a very critical role. Yep. Um, and, and the people that are here are absolutely fantastic. We are very much a family more than working or coworkers here. We are, we are very close. Um, everybody gets the job done. If it wasn't for each and every person that is here, I, I don't know where we would be today. Yeah. To put it that way. You got it. Um, well, that yeah, was the that was the last question I wanted to ask you because this has really been a great podcast. You have given some good advice to our listeners, and we sure do appreciate it. So, Absolutely, Sean Harvey, uh, I really appreciate your time and I appreciate your effort. And I hope the next time we get you on the phone, we could talk about shipping and dismantling. Yes, absolutely. You got it, my friend. Thank you very much. This is DJ Harrington signing off for Eagle Auto Parts On The Go podcast. And remember to share and like us wherever you get your podcast. See you next time.